time of the preacher. An audio journey through the preacher television series from episode one to the end of the world. Welcome back, everyone, to Time of the Preacher. My name is Thomas James, and I'm joined by... I'm here. Jay is here, baby, and we got some shit to talk about. So Finally, we get an episode that blows our fucking socks off. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we're I can't wait. To... To... Yeah, yeah, I know you're excited. Yeah. Just sit down. Finish, for finish your intro, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. Simmer Let's down. Go. Simmer down. Uh, we're here to talk about Preacher Season 3, Episode 9, Schwanzkopf, translated as Dickhead. And uh, if you're just joining us, we talk about just the show. It's informed a little bit by the comic, but mostly the show. And uh, I should mention that today's episode it has a new sponsor. It's brought to you by Shame on You Hoover. I'm ashamed at you, Hoover. I'm disappointed. I'm let down. Where did you go? Cassidy saved your fucking life last episode. He, You guys had a moment where you said to him, you're a good guy. He gave you an umbrella hat. He saved your life, and you left. Jay and I, uh, we, Jay and I both picked had our own MVP picks for the last episode, but we agreed our, our very close second was for MVP was Hoover. We expected Hoover to be an MVP. We predicted, and I think also hoped that Hoover would be the MVP of this episode because we fully expected, I fully expected Hoover to rescue Cassidy. Where the fuck did he go? Cassidy came in and he saved his life. And fucking dude runs off. And I get it. He is beholden to the grail. He's a man of the grail. On one hand, I understand his desire to go back to the grail. Because that's where he's from. But god damn it. He's had a major life change. He had a moment. Cassidy saved his life. And he took the fuck off. Shame on you, Hoover. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I, I share your sentiment on that. Like, like Hoover got the fuck out, right? So and my thing is, and like, you know, as you do, Hoover got the fuck out, save his skin. He doesn't know Cassidy's in some shit. Bullshit. He just, he just bolted, man. He just bolted. Like, I, like I, I'm with you. Like, I would have loved to have seen Hoover come back, save Cassidy, da-da-da. Like, that would have been great. But, like, what happened where Hoover just goes back to the grail is in character for Hoover. Yeah, okay. Like, Hoover, first of all, Hoover does know Cassidy's in some shit because one second he's sitting next to Vampire Dude. Cassidy comes in and says, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Vampire Dude flashes out of the car, pins Cassidy to the wall, and that's when Hoover escapes. So he fucking knows. But, but what, He fucking what, knows. But what what's Hoover supposed to do at that moment? He just saw a dude lightning fast through throw another vampire up against the wall hey i get I'm, splitting i'm just a human being i'm getting the fuck out well, right I, well i get taken off but you know later we're going to talk about cassidy being stick to a goddamn pool table he that could have been his chance to come in and set him free motherfucker uh get it i love hoover don't get me wrong i love hoover he's he's probably one of my favorite kind of characters even though he's a secondary character but I'm very upset at Hoover for just taking off and not looking back. I'm pissed off. I, in my mind, Hoover's always been a pussy. So, like, <laughs> yes. I like no, no. Here's the thing: is I like Hoover. I like his character. I like the fact that he is a pussy. Like that, that plate, that's his character, right? True. I'm, 
I'm for that. So I think what he did was absolutely in keeping with his character. I'm fine with him. It would have been badass if Hoover showed back up with like the Catholics and and went and saved Cassidy. That would have been right? Uber badass. That would have been Uber badass. But but Ho- him not Hoover badass. <laughs> that'd have been Hoover badass. Right, but but him not doing that, I'm kind of like, yeah, but it's in character. He's a kiss ass to star. I'm still right? mad. I, I no, I feel you. I'm just, I just, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think he did. I, Hoover did what Hoover does. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll Hoover leave it. Hoover is as Hoover does. That's right. <clears throat> so can we get into this shit? Uh, yeah. Can we talk so about this shit, some shit happened. Let's yes. talk about. So I think we could both agree uh, that this was a great episode, right? Oh my god! I have to say, uh, props to this season. I know we shit on the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I know we did, but props to this season in that the the episodes that we had things negatively to say about were only two, two and a half, really, mm-hmm. right? So I feel better that it wasn't this long, drawn out four or five episode thing in the middle. Right. Yeah, the fact, we, the fact, it was way fact, better than season two. That's for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, and and so so for the fact that th- this was only like two, maybe a little bit more, um, of things that you and I both were like, ah, oh, this is bullshit, blah blah blah. You know, being that small of a gap, I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm happy with this season as a whole so far. Yeah, we made it through. This, this is episode nine of ten, so of course they're leading up to. The finale. So we expect this one to be badass. Right. Um, and and they delivered. So yeah. and I was happy to see in this one, like, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute. But like Jesse gets his voice back in this episode early right. on. Yeah. Right. And and so, like, I'm glad they didn't leave that until like that end, the, the cliffhanger end. Right. I have I have some thoughts about where they're going with the cliffhanger, but I'm glad that wasn't just left to the end I because agree. doing a whole season of just no voice just you know getting his ass handed to him no voice just you know i want to he's our hero he's our superhero i want to have his powers i want to see him be a badass right so thankfully at least we get one episode of just with voice full episode i gotta tell you um i didn't realize how much i missed him having the voice until the first time he used it in this episode like as soon as he used it again, I was like, "Oh man, I didn't realize how long it had been." It, it's I been mean, a while, I knew, but I didn't feel it until yeah. it was back. Oh, it was like a shower of love; like it just <laughs> flowed over me as soon as he used it. I was like, "Oh, I take back all the Padre votes we gave it, and just everything he does with the voice is awesome." <laughs> like, like because because there was a time he was using the voice so much that you and I were like, "Okay, that's some bad use of it." Right. That's you know. Whatever, and we gave we gave it the one to five Padre scale, and like because it's been so long, the second he used it, I was like, "Fuck it, they're all good. I yeah, love yeah. it. I love, uh-huh. <laughs> you know." And that's just me jonesing for him using the voice, yeah. but oh, I was oh, so happy. And not only does it does it does it happen in this episode, but it happens like right out of the gate. Yeah. So, so I, I know you wanted you had mentioned uh, off podcast that there are three main storylines, and we can go through them kind of separately. However. Before we do that, I think we should just take this pre, pre-title sequence because it's like, it's it's awesome. 
pre fucking titles we get I'm, beauty absolutely i i was like i said off air that that really this show is is three stories right we have the the all father jess star uh, uh see, you know scenes mm-hmm. we have what happens with Cass, and we have and we have what happens on the bus mm-hmm. right so we have three different stories going on here um I think we should just talk about them individually, and but but I'm with you. The opening scene is a badass opening, and it and it is the opening to the All Father Star Jess scenes, mm-hmm. right? And taken as a whole, like that. Well, fuck a whole. The before the opening credits is badass. Mm-hmm. So yes, let's start. Let's start. Let's talk about that. Yeah, and I think. Um... I was spoiled on this a little bit because I saw a clip on Facebook of uh, All Father dying on the preacher official preacher page. So I was a little bummed about that. But still, it was still great. And I appreciated the way that Jesse snuck the little device onto him when he kind of came off of the machine. Because he tricks All Father because All Father is still a religious fanatic. So Jesse's like, I, let me die on my knees pray for forgiveness or whatever. Uh, so I did appreciate the way he snuck that on him uh, to get him to absorb yeah, Genesis. Th- I did have one problem with this and I, I watched this. Well, I watched, I watched the show this episode twice, but I've watched this scene a couple times. Um, the first time I had to rewatch because I was, I didn't catch how he got the, the device from his neck to the all fathers. Mm-hmm. And, and in a rewatch, I did see how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the one problem I kind of had was, in this, I watched this scene like maybe four times. I like that. Like Jesse tells the All Father, "I have a gun, right? I have a gun in my pocket right here. Star was going to kill you. He he lays out Star, mm-hmm. right? Star was planning on killing you. There's a gun in my pocket, right? But this is what I don't like. The All Father comes up and he goes to grab the gun. This is in Jesse's breast pocket, inside breast pocket. Go back and watch this scene." It's as if he lifts the gun from outside of his shirt. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't mean it's a nitpicky thing, but if you watch it, he's just like, he reaches over, touches his chest, and boom, he has a gun. <laughs> right? Like, like it's a nitpicky thing. I'm not going to dwell on it. But I do like that Jesse tells the Allfather, you know, and he's distracting the Allfather. That's, that's what he's doing. He, he, his intention isn't to throw Star under the bus. His intention is to, he's buying time, mm-hmm. right? So and he tells him Star was going to kill you. I have a gun over here, right? So I love that. They get into a fight, right? Well, you're right. Like Jesse says, appeals to him and says, "Look, you got your goons around me. You know, you're going to take Genesis and then you're going to kill me. Allow me to to be on my knees. Allow me to be a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And how can the All Father not say okay to that?" He keeps him cuffed, right? But you can you can pray cuffed. Okay. Granted, he could have done that. He could have not said, "I have a gun on me," and then did the "Let me die on my knees," then pull out the gun. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I, I'm with you. It's it. That's all. It kind of gets into semantics at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm fine with it. He gets on his knees. Yada yada. The um. You're right. They get in a fight. 
Well, he kind of he needs the All Father to get near him, right? Right, because he needs to swap the mm-hmm. the neck device thing. He need so he needs the All Father to come kind of close. And I thought it was really funny that the All Father basically use uses his signature move on him, which is the body crush. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, when he says, and I like when he says, you know, Star was going to kill you, and he's like, well, he will know my buttocks like. <laughs> few have known before right it's like okay so that's a toss back to he's gonna chop his head off by sitting on it yeah right <laughs> so i do like i did unlike you i did not see any um pre-show stuff i didn't see on facebook or anything mm-hmm. the all father dying or whatever so i'm and i'm glad i didn't um but i did see i think because you shared it i did see the camera view from humperdue's point of view of the all father Oh no, that's Star. That, I'm sorry, Star, Star and Jesse, Je- yeah. Star and Jesse fight, and it's funny because I was watching that and I was thinking like, God, the editing is really good because that looks like shit. Mm-hmm. But with the cameras in the room, I'm sure that they're getting all of it right? right, and it just looks good from their angles, whatever. But it was, um, I know you mentioned it on our Twitter account, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at time of preacher on Ding. Twitter, check it out. Go check this video out because it's really kind of cool to see the stage fighting. Right, that's going on, and right. then go watch this the scene of Star and Jesse fighting, right? Right, because it's it's done in such a way that, like the fight is badass, but when you see it from that perspective, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, he's not even coming close when he goes right. to elbow, or, yeah. right? So, but that fight's you know down the road. Um, here we have he wants to pray. Jess removes the disc, puts it on the All Father, right hits the fucking button well then he injects him with the uh i forget what who it was oh tom brady no it was not tom brady it was the the serena williams and somebody else because i saw a glimpse of it because the reason it doesn't is if he used tom brady on him oh then genesis would have stayed but he specifically used a bad one gotcha yeah 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 I, i i i assumed i didn't look at the names but yeah so he used that on him Boom, he hits the thing, Genesis comes out, goes into the All-Father, kablooey! And... Guts everywhere. Guts everywhere. And then we get opening credits. And I and I have in my notes here, at the end of this opening scene, I just had, like, holy shit, is Jesse going to be MVP? <laughs> because just this just this opening sequence, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is the... Where has this Jesse been? Because this is the Jesse that I've been wanting for a long time. Just, oh, yeah. it was just like, holy shit, this is Jesse. This the is funny, comic book Jesse. The funny thing is, like, I started watching this episode, I know, before you, right? Because I, I texted you, oh, I'm starting to watch the show. And you're like, oh, I'll have to watch it later. And, like, I got to the end of the opening, and I think I texted you, like, holy shit, you mm-hmm. need to watch this, like, right now. I hadn't seen anything more than this opening scene. And I was like, dude. <laughs> Like, yeah. you need to fucking stop what you're doing. Go watch this episode. Because, mm-hmm. fuck. And it was that. It was like, you're about to see Jesse do some shit. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. And and we haven't got to the opening credits yet. Yeah, I mean, it just like. just gets better. And now, granted, we we don't get to see All Father shot out of this guy out of a helicopter like in the comic. But we still get a pretty epic death of the All Father. I have to say, yeah, this was a good epic death of the All Father. Um completely different than the comic book we're so removed from the comic book right now Mm -hmm. we're good we still have the spirit of it which i know garth ennis wanted in with the show 
Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, we are story wise, we are so far removed from the comic book. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, epic death of the All Father, and he should go pathetically, mm-hmm. right? He sh- he should die like this, that because he just should. And I was happy to see it done that way. So okay, that, then we get the opening scene, and then we go into the bus scene. Well, now, no, we can stick with we can stick with the storyline though. That that that's what I was gonna say. Do you want? Yeah. Let's talk about. Yeah. What happens with the All Father and, and, yeah, and Jess? Star walks in with a new hat, <laughs> <laughs> like a backwards kangaroo cap. Yeah, and 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 the great thing here is like Star walks in, All Father's blown the jet, right? They talk for just a second, and immediately it's like, oh, so we're adversaries again, right? Right. Like, which I love this. I love it. It's like, okay, we were working to kill him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, together, right? Uh, mission accomplished. We're back to hating each other, right? And then and then there's the fight ensues where... Well, first the asshole shits out Jesse's soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and don't you love that? It's like hanging by the entrail and you just hear... <laughs> right? And then the soul just kind of drop. fucking drop. nasty. Oh, my God. But that's... Like, but that's but that's preacher. Preacher's is. supposed to be disgusting like that. Well, the funny thing is, like, as much as we've seen on the show, and as much as we saw in the comic, there was still this show was just nasty. <laughs> his, his, no, what's left of like, his what's left left of his asshole hanging on the end of his colon, essentially. Uh, oh, man. And then the this the soul thing just comes farting out. It's fucking crazy. And no and no and Jesse doesn't pause to drink that shit, by the way. Like no, no, yeah. no of course not. But this reminded me of like in, in uh season two at the opening when when I was like eating lasagna and I and I think I called you and I was like, Do not eat while watching this. And it's where and it's where like Tulip is sucking through, gas through the intestines. Right. And he has blood on her mouth and, and whatever and it's like and I'm like, Oh my god, I was eating. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> this is it. This is one of those preacher moments where it's like, do not be eating during this scene. <laughs> but okay, and, so and there so, was an epic fight rolling around, slipping, sliding around in in what's left of the All Father's guts too. That was a great fight. Well, oh, fight just, slash scramble for the soul. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was fight slash scramble indeed because it's just like blood and fat and guts and <laughs> and they're both trying to get to the soul first star jesse and this is where if you go to our twitter account you can see the video shot from mm-hmm. uh humperdue's point of view where it's like it's worth a watch because when you when you watch it in the in the episode it's actually kind of i want to say it's great i want to say badass because like there's they're both slipping and sliding too much right <laughs> but but anytime you see one of them like elbow the other or pull the other or whatever it's like it seems like oh he's connecting, and then when you see it from the other angle, it's like, right, bitch is three feet away, <laughs> like, uh. So I I just yeah I love it. definitely check that out. It's, I also it's... did like about this intestine scene how you know, obviously because her star is wearing just this bright white suit, I'm just watching it get covered with all these guts and blood and grossness. Oh yeah, well and later on, I, I like Jesse comes out from a room. And he's like wiping his hands with a cloth, like he's been cleaning up. Mm-hmm. And he is like clean suit, shirt, <laughs> collar, everything just clean. It's like Jesse you just or her star. Jesse, I didn't notice right? that. 
Right. It, it's it's literally like, well, it's after all of this happens. Right. right. And he's got the voicing. He's got control again. It's like it's as if he went into the next room and cleaned up. Uh-huh. But it's like, dude, you just slid in blood and guts and That's gore. Funny. Well. I didn't even like, catch that. Yeah. Your suit is not clean. I am sorry, <laughs> sir. But anyway, so so they're fighting the scrambling, blah, blah, blah. Jesse gets the vial, sucks down the soul. Boom, we're back to to Jesse and the powers. And he says on your knees, the first use of Genesis, as we were talking about before. Yes, on your knees. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that like thunder and lightning in the background? That's a dramatic effect. (laughs) It's the voice. (laughs) Oh, okay. Also my water heater. Okay. It was (laughs) well-timed. On your knees. (laughs) We might hear more Um, of that because Melissa might be taking a shower. (laughs) I like it. I like it anyway. So, um, and I like how, like, he gets on his knees and Jesse just goes, your head looks like a dick. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Then we get, oh, well, there you go again. Um, So, uh, and then we get Star... Jesse's basically like, okay, I got the power. I'm done with you. We're done. And Star's like, well, except for the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Right. And then we go into this scene where, like, it's explaining the Grail's plan for the apocalypse, right? Uh-huh. And I love it because it's like a 1950s, 1960s, you know, documentary, uh-huh. like, this is what's happening kind of a thing. Uh, and it's great. And it's basically like, the what is it? Humperdue comes out, does the old soft shoe. Uh-huh. Uh, we've already we have control over everyone doing the the nuke is in charge of nukes, and they're all going to release the nukes and blow everyone up except the believers, right? What I love is that the whole soft shoe thing actually had a point. <laughs> like, like we th- yeah, I thought it, we thought it was just like, oh well, we taught them this. It's not much, but. But there was an actual reason to teach him the fucking soft shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, it, yeah, because it's, it's like the, the sign, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't get from his explanation, and I've watched it twice, how the believers are not going to be right. da- damaged in this. I didn't My, get that I mean, either. I mean, I guess, like, if you're a believer, then you'll be told to, like, get underground at this time or something. Who knows? Like, I, like I'm okay with like just writing that off mm-hmm. right um but we're never told like so there's nuclear annihilation but only the believers survive so i, I don't kind of get that but but i'm no, okay that did, with... that did not make sense yeah so just is like okay so like what the fuck ever like i'm not gonna be your messiah mm-hmm. and, and then he basically releases all the humper deuce yeah that was great. i have it i have in my notes Release Thumperdoos. <laughs> yeah, he uh, instead of killing the real Humperdoo, he puts him in a jumpsuit, releases him and all the clones, so they can't figure out which one is which. Which is right, awesome. and they, and I love there's like thousands like in this scene it's hilarious because there's thousands of them right, and they're all mm-hmm. going to the escalator, and then there's a scene where it's like a couple are like walking backwards up the escalator, and a couple are like running into each other on the escalator, and then you see them all hit the streets, and there's hundreds of them going out, and just you see like one or two get hit by cars, just like this is in such preacher fashion, right? Like to to handle it this way, like oh he just released Thumperdoo. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I love that. Yeah, it's just chaos, like getting hit by cars and shit. Yeah, and then basically to end this, to end this story, right? Jesse looks at, at Star and, and is put on a hat and whatever, and Jesse just goes, "No more hats." <laughs> Right and boom, he's out, and Jess is out. Right, he's 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 got shit to do. He's got grandma to get to. He's got places to be. Right now, see him saying no more hats. That's really just for the audience. I, I mean, there's no there's no reason for Jesse to actually say that to him. I think no, that's uh, really only for the audience and really just to set up the wig scene to come because there's really story wise, character wise, there's really no reason for him to even say that. No, and if right. we were do and, and if we were doing our, you know, Padres, it would be a low score. Mm-hmm. But I'm I think it's funny because I think it's a fuck you to star to be like, no, your head looks like a penis. You should walk around with your head looking <laughs> like a penis. Right. Fuck you. No more hats. Right. Right. And essentially, that's the end of that whole story. Well, it's kind well, of. It's, I mean, you could continue with the hair star. There, because then the next scene with with that relates to that is Hairstar trying on wigs <laughs> which is a straight right. straight connection to the comics right and it's him trying on wigs and they all just look atrocious um but it's and like that's basically what... a frame from the comics yeah and that's and that's when Hoover comes back in mm-hmm. and he's like oh I think that's on backwards and whatever and then he goes of course it's not I, <laughs> right Right, he's like, I have to come clean, guys. I've had a life change. He says, I feel, the quote that I wrote down is, I feel duty-bound to inform you of a significant lifestyle change. (laughs) (laughs) Very well put. And he's like, and then he just goes, I'm a vampire. (laughs) Right, and he's like, but this will no way affect my duties or my, (laughs) you know, like. He's such a company man. Exactly, he's such a company man. Oh. and it's just it's pure gold right there. I think yeah. it's funny. I'm I'm a vampire, and they don't seem to be like bothered by it. No, right? I mean I see how a Featherstone kind of cocks her head a little bit when he says it, but that's about all we get. Like no no other reaction whatsoever. They, I mean, partly because they just in general could kind of care less about Hoover. There's more dramatic effect. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> no, just use it, baby. Use it. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Whenever that happens, just start speaking ominously. <laughs> like to to whatever effect Hoover was going to be talking about. <laughs> we need to use this. We're we're a low but we have no sponsors. We're a low budget podcast. Yeah. We can do what we want. That's right. <laughs> but and, and then I mean to to really get to the end of this is when is Jesse leaves and goes to grandma's. But mm-hmm. I think that's the end of the show. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, we have two more. There's two more stories. There's the bus mm-hmm. story, and then there's the the Cassidy story. I think we should do the Cassidy story because I think it's kind of a, sh- a short one. It's kind of quick. All right, let's do it. Right. Um, I mean, the bus really comes next, but mm-hmm. but let's talk about the Cassidy story. Okay. So so we see Acarius is trying to explain things to Cassidy, right? Trying to explain like like look, you know, this is what we do, and this is how we get, this is how I get the powers, and and it's okay, but and you know. They're willing and they're idiots anyway. They're just humans. They're useless. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And 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 they fight, right? And I mean, it's kind of a preliminary fight, right? Like like they're both fighting while talking, right? And I do like the line where Carius says, "Like we're so close to being happy." Mm-hmm. And and Cassidy turns and looks at him and says, "I'd rather be sad." 
right? Like I rather than kill innocent people mm-hmm. and do what you're doing, I would rather be sad. And 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 Cassidy also is like you think I'm a drug addict? That's your drug is killing people. Yeah, and he's like they're people not drugs or something like that. Yeah, and and, and so so I mean, they're really coming to a head here. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, yeah, you're a drug addict worse than me. You you kill people to get high, right, for what you're doing. Um, uh, because we're going out of order, my, I got to kind of like look at my notes Blah, blah, blah. Bit. He drops him in the coffin. Then he comes up and then, you know, basically he ends up staked to a pool table because he mm. tries, you know, he tries to well, talk to no. some of the other people well, in the group. Well, Carius goes away. Cassidy comes out to all the other right. wannabe vampires. And he starts telling them the truth, right? The Carius isn't who you think he is. He's killing people, you know. He's he's turning you and killing you, and blah blah blah. And, and they're not buying it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they then they string him up on the pool table. Uh, I it was kind of funny. Like it was like, all right, open the the shades, and they open it, and the sun's like way over there. Mm-hmm. And Cassidy's like, well, I guess I guess that's kind of embarrassing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, but but here's something interesting. Uh, Acarius goes, no, we'll wait for the sun, right? To to climb up to him. And But Acarius says, well, it gives me time to collect something. And it gives you time to think about what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. To, to Cassidy. But he says, it gives me time to collect something. Right. Do you have any idea what that is? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, it could be killing some more people to get some powers it could be uh i have no idea honestly the one thought that i had that it could be related to this could not be i remembered uh i think it was after watching this episode and thinking about how we're coming to the end of the season i remembered that we still have an somewhere an unused love potion so i'm wondering if that's going to come in to some kind of effect by the end of the season. Oh, that's that's well thought. I forgot we I forgot Cassidy had that. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um I the, okay, that's something to look forward to maybe. But and, and then but his his Carrie says it gives me time to collect something. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of what that is. So I that might be something that's that's coming up too. Mm-hmm. Most likely is they dropped a hint. Right? Um Now one thing that bugged me though about the stakes <clears throat> the pool table thing um, and this is nitpicky, but he could totally get out of that. Like he could, pull, I mean, he's chewed his hand off before. <laughs> so what's stopping right. him from just pulling his hand off of one of those tent stakes? Right. Well, I, I agree. It, that hit me more when, when Miss Rosen comes in mm-hmm. and Cass is talking to her and he's, he's, he asks for a drink and she gives it to him. And, and it's kind of a funny scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, well, do me a favor. Call Lisa. Call mm-hmm. the others who have flew away. Right? Like, you'll see what you want. And I, two things from this. There's something with Miss Rosen that I don't think we know. Hmm. I think there's something deeper there. Really? Um, she might be a vampire or she... You know, that, she's odd. She's got... She's hiding something as far as I can tell. Interesting. Um, I think she might be 
interesting coming forward. I don't. I have nothing to support this. This is just my feeling. Okay. I I think there might be more to her. Um, but but when he's when Cassie's talking to her, I had the thoughts of, they're just knives. Like pull your hands down. Totally. And you can attack Miss Miss Rosen, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can attack her, use her as leverage, and get the fuck out. And heal right away. Absolutely. You could attack her, use her as leverage, get out of the house, suck her blood, so you're healed, and get the fuck out. Put on a right Miss there. Rosen suit if you want. Exactly. <laughs> now, that we, now that we've opened the skin suit box. Yes, on the show. Yeah, there's no going back. Skin <laughs> suits all around, people. So, so, no, I was like, I had that same thought, too, like, like you're not like really strapped to this pool table, like, right? Let's do something about it. Um, yeah. So I, I think the whole Cassidy story in this episode, I think I, I felt it was lacking. I felt like, yeah, they're giving us something, and and we're we're hearing what's going on, but I, I have, there's too much just kind of like looseness and, and questions around around that story in this episode for me. Honestly, I feel that way about this storyline the whole season. Like I there I wanted to like this side story. I wanted to like Cassidy's solo story because we're team Cassidy. We love him so much. So I when he went off on his own, I was really excited and hoping that we would get something really cool. And, you know, Acarius was entertaining to watch, and he was my pick for MVP one time. But still, the storyline just felt lacking to me. I don't know if it because because it was a side story, and so it didn't really matter to the overall weight of this, the show. Um, but it just didn't... It felt like a side story instead of something important. And so for me, I'm kind of looking forward to it being over, because... Something about this side story with Acarius just was never as exciting or enjoyable as I was hoping it would be. I agree. And I'm trying to keep like my mind open to the Acarius story because next episode is the is the finale, right? We need to be left with a ha- with a cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. And right now I can't kind of tell what that is. Mm-hmm. Like there's something to be said for um, Jess can't kill grandma right mm-hmm. now. Grandma knows about about Genesis and that he has it. So grandma could put on earmuffs and, you know, whatever and do her thing. And and by this point, she has the souls, right? Mm-hmm. So there there's a lot that could be done right there. Um, and that might be a cliffhanger. But, but I, I really don't see grandma going into next season. Like I, I kind of want to, because I like her so much uh, and, and it's a great character and it's well acted, but story wise, I kind of want to be done with grandma. Agreed. Right. And so, so I'm trying to think like, what's the cliffhanger to come next episode, the end of the next episode. And, and the thing is the grandma story and whatever isn't wrapped up. The Acarius story isn't wrapped up. Those are things that can happen. What's going on with Hell? What's going on there in the in the bus? And we'll talk about that in a minute. That's not wrapped up. Mm-hmm. But any any one or two of those could be in the next episode, leaving a gap for the cliffhanger. Right. So I don't know. Like 
I, I I think they all will be wrapped up, and I have a kind of wild, random prediction that I'll save to the end of this this our episode here. Okay, uh, good, good. I I'd love to hear it, and I and I hope to play off of it. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's basically Cassidy asks Miss Rosen, call the other the vampires who flew, right? But which is basically saying like double check that I'm not lying, right? Mm-hmm. Double check that Acarius is killing these people. Um, so I'm happy with that. I think Miss Rosen, like I said, there's more to her than than what we know. Um, and that's kind of where that story ends. That'll be interesting to see how if that how that plays out. That little prediction of yours about Miss Rosen. I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever, but there's more to her mm-hmm. than just being what is it like Kevin's mom or whatever his name yeah, is. Roland. I can, I can see that. So, but that's the end of the Cassidy story right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, which leaves us with the bus story. Yes. Which opens with, interestingly enough, something that you referenced one or two episodes ago: "Onward, Christian soldiers." <laughs> no, it's funny because she was singing that. I was, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, "I think I said that on the podcast." Onward, Christian soldier. You sang which is, it. <laughs> which, which is funny, because the only reason I know that song, and this is okay, uh, way off topic. I'm sorry, but I just have to say this. Um, for for a large part of my life, I was a sound designer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 my family. I am not Christian, but my family is, and and my father's Presbyterian and elder at his church, and they needed a sound guy at the church, and like, I was a sound guy. I I worked professionally in sound design, so I so on Sundays I would be in church doing sound at the board. Right, as a non Christian, I was just there as a guy doing sound, mm-hmm. and um. Somebody, I remember one day while I was there, somebody was mentioning we should do, they were, they, we should sing Onward Christian Soldier or whatever. And there was a, like a uproar about it. Like, now this isn't during a sermon or anything. This is like people talking outside. Mm-hmm. A- apparently the Presbyterians have disavowed that song really? because of, because of the war aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So Presbyterians will not sing on, Onward Christian Soldier. <laughs> But I have heard that song several times. I mean, I've heard it enough to remark on it. I've heard, <laughs> I, I've heard it enough that I know the words to all. We're a Christian soldier, right? So when she started singing it, I was like, hey, wait, I think I called that. <laughs> you did. Wait, you, you started singing it in reference to the the vampire killing nuns and priests. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the song is for. Right. Right. right? So, yeah, it, it is absolutely apropos of the... Catholics coming to kill a vampire. Um, I do think it's funny that Featherstone's singing it essentially just to piss everybody off. Well, I think it's uh, kind of a like she's so devoted to uh, maybe not necessarily uh, religion, but definitely the Grail, and so I think it's kind of uh, a not fight song, but more like an anthem or. Uh, you know, national song of the Grail in a sense, to where that's kind of the song of people who work for the Grail is kind of the feeling I get. And she's so right. devoted that in a time of trouble or strife, she's going to sing that for strength and also kind of protest of sorts. Right. She's reminding herself she's a Christian soldier. Mm-hmm. Onward we go. Right. And and yeah, I just I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get Tulip and, and Jody show up. And they confront them. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like this because, 
like Tool walks up and is like, look, your boss made a deal. That's my briefcase. That's mm-hmm. part of the deal. If you don't give that to me, you need to go back and explain to your boss why he didn't hold up his side of the deal, mm-hmm. right? Which is fucking brilliant because that's a great way. To, I mean, because right there, right, death isn't going to, or what's her, I don't know what she's calling herself right now. Sydney. Sydney. So Sydney is like, okay, fine, take your shit. Okay, in this, in this scene, there's two things that happen. One, Eugene fucks up. Fucking Eugene. Fucking Eugene. And two, Tulip fucks up. Right? Because here's the thing is, Tulip goes up, confronts her, talks some shit. It's like, we had a deal. Your boss had a deal with my old lady. Give me my shit. She mm-hmm. gets her shit. She's walking away. She's almost to the car with Jody and ready to go. And then turns around. Here's an O'Hara fuck up. Mm. Turns around, walks back, and goes, I don't know who Tulip is, but that ain't her. Mm -hmm. Trying to save Featherstone, which she should not be doing, because fuck Featherstone as far as Tulip's concerned. Mm -hmm. Right? And in this... It was compassion, though. Like, who, who wants to be taken to hell? Even your worst enemy, maybe you wouldn't want that. So, it was an act of compassion. But yes, it is fucked between, up because it opens up be, Eugene seeing her. Between Tulip and Featherstone, you're going to tell me there's an act of compassion that makes fucking sense? Well, Tulip's no. a better person than Featherstone. Fuck no. This is an O'Hara fuck up through and through. She walks back, it opens up the window for Eugene to go, Hey, Tulip! Boom, and Tulip's on the fucking bus. Right. Right? Featherstone is let go with the souls. Featherstone and Jody leave. Tulip's on the fucking hell bus. That's an O'Hara fuck up. Oh my god. Um, yeah, just. So we don't need to go into much of the details of maybe the next scene or two, but it's basically attempts at Tulip to try to escape. <laughs> I mean, right, and we the funny thing to, is, we don't need to go into too much detail on how, but yeah, she comes yeah. up with three different three different plans. Mm-hmm. She, they try them and they they don't work. Um, the and the whole time Hitler's going like, guys, calm down. Like Rick's going to come and save me, mm-hmm. and and I'm like going, and again, I, I know I said it in the previous episode. Like, what the fuck does Rick know about shit? He's, mm-hmm. He works at City Works, right? Right. He's some he's some lackey asshole. So he's like, oh, well, Rick will come and save us. And they try the, their things, right? I do like they try the chains over the thing and they try the, you know, whatever. I do like the one that almost works. The one that would have worked, right? It, Eugene goes, we need to get, build a bomb and then we mm-hmm. can put it by the window and it'll blow out the window. And then Tulip gets up and she starts walking towards the Saint Killers and and Eugene goes, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm building a bomb. Mm-hmm. And walks up, pisses off the Santa Killers. He comes back, punches her, breaks the fucking window. Ta-da! Like, this escape plan is actually going to work, right? Mm-hmm. They kick out the window. Hitler's about to jump. There's a huge explosion. Bus overturns. And I'll be goddamn if Rick from City Works didn't <laughs> show up. Not even right? just Rick from City Works, but Nazi, no. a Nazi tank. Not... And there's at least five Nazis. What do you mean right? five? Right, there's like... Okay, well, the I bus... Don't I forget, did we see actual... Yeah, we did. We we saw some Nazi Nazis in Nazi uniform. Right, right, because the bus blows over, blah, blah, blah. 
Hitler looks up at the window. There's three Nazis mm-hmm. standing over the open window ready to capture Hitler. And then we look over and there's a fucking tank coming. Which, by the way, doesn't make sense. Because the last we saw no. Hitler, he was just starting to make his list and deciding that uh, Rick from Circuit Works would be on his list of cronies. So you mean to tell me that we go from him making that list to them being full-on Nazis in a Nazi tank? <laughs> That's a Re- really big stretch. Well, this is my thing is. Uh, granted, we say- did see him with a swastika tattoo, but that's the only other hint we got. Right. Okay. My only, and this is me trying to be generous, my only thing is, let's say the swastika tattoo was pre-Hitler. Mm-hmm. Right? And Rick is a secret Nazi guy with a few friends who are also Nazis, like, you know what I mean, white supremacists. Right. Hitler comes up and starts explaining his plans. And he's like, oh, you're the guy we've been waiting for. And these guys have been stockpiling Nazi memorabilia and weapons and shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we have an opportunity to use it. Right. That's the only explanation I can give to why Rick from City Works can actually do this. That's the only one that works. So, right. Yeah, my so, other thought is that it's it's funny. Like, we've already been given, uh, we've already been created to be or led to be sympathetic of Hitler on this show in, in this day and age and what's going on in our no. real world. It's because no. it's starting to get a little problematic that we're now uh, potentially being given well, it, some sympathetic Nazis. <laughs> right. But even Eugene's no longer sympathetic. True. Right. Cause on the bus, Eugene it, it, Tulip saying, I'm not dead. I'm not even supposed to be here. And Eugene's like me neither. Mm-hmm. And Hitler's like, I don't want to be here. And they're like, fuck you, Hitler. <laughs> right. So, so no, uh, there is something that happens on the bus that I thought was interesting. And that is the Santa killers in Sydney are talking mm-hmm. and it comes out that Tulip's not dead. And the Santa killers goes like, what the right. fuck's up with that? Yeah. Right. And Sydney what goes, about the rules, what about the rules? And Sydney's like, there are no rules. Motherfucker. God's gone. Right. That I think could be important coming up. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh, especially because, well, I think that leads to Santa killers killing Satan and mm-hmm. taking over death's position, mm-hmm. which I really hope and hope happens in the, the TV series mm-hmm. because it, it's awesome that it happens in the comic book. And I really hope that happens in the series and for that to happen in the series. I think this is an important lead into that. Mm-hmm. Santa killers gets back to Satan with his, with the two people he's supposed to and then goes, but there's no fucking rule. He gets his guns back. Right. And goes, there's no fucking rules, and kills them both. Mm-hmm. Right? I think this could kind of lead into that. Yeah. I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm kind of like crossing my fingers hopeful for that. They definitely definitely uh, left a suggestion of something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but yeah, so Tula pisses off the scene of the killers, breaks the window, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hitler's Nazi, about Nazi. to... Yeah, Hitler's about to jump out the window. Boom, Rick shows up. Nazi, Nazi. <laughs> and that's where we leave that story. Yep. Right? We don't know where that goes from there. Um, and the season closes, or episode, sorry, with Jesse walking up on Angelville. Well, no, we get a little tiny cutscene right before that where, where it's Grant and TC talking. Oh, right. Right? And TC saying, well, we haven't heard from Jody and... and 
and Jesse isn't back. And and Grandma says, well, oh, Jess will be here because he's coming to kill me. Mm-hmm. Right. So Grandma knows Jesse's coming to kill her. Grandma she also doesn't knows... look scared or upset about that. She's actually kind of smirking. Right, which scares me because <laughs> because the bitch has a plan. Right. And she knows he has Genesis. Yeah. Right. And she, well, she doesn't have the souls yet because Jody's not back. Right. So, but she, if she has, <clears throat> if she knows he has Genesis, she could block her ears. Like she knows what's going on. I think it's you, worse. You think so? I think. I mean, she's dealing with the devil, so. Well, I think maybe. Uh... <laughs> the devil might be sitting there waiting for him when he gets there and i'm guessing the voice doesn't work on the devil oh that would be kind of cool if jesse comes back the devil confronts him the voice doesn't work but the saint killer shows up and is like fuck you and kills the devil mm-hmm. that could be interesting because in the comic books there is a brief stint which happens on the island right before the all-father gets murdered where jesse and the saint killers are working together so it it is not unprecedented coming from the comic books that Santa Killers and Jesse work together. Um, that could be interesting. Well, I don't, I don't think we're going to get that in this last episode because the Saint is kind of wrapped up in this whole bus Nazi tank yeah, he's, fiasco. He's, and he has shit to deal with in hell on his own. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think that's likely. All I'm saying is it has happened where the Santa Killers and Jesse have worked together. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. um so but yeah so but grand tells tc he's coming to kill me so grand knows that and and then the show ends with jesse using a fire truck drops him off at grand's house and is like back to work guys using Mm -hmm. the voice right so he he copped a ride to grandma's house and that's where the episode ends it's kind of a weird choice to choose a fire truck but whatever whatever was nearby whatever's handy i'm fine i'm fine with that all right Mm. But anyway, that's where the episode ends. Great fucking episode. Great. Uh, absolutely. The, the whole thing had me like on the edge of my seat. So I'm I'm happy with that. Um, it was a lots... great episode, although I'm not I'm still not huge on the whole Jesse storyline or not Jesse Cassidy, Icarus storyline. But it's still no with, with everything that happened with the all father and with things actually happening with the saint of killers, like finally. The saint is part of a storyline instead of just the whole picking up Eugene, picking up Hitler's thing. And we finally get to see more of uh, Sydney, who I really am intrigued by that character, but we've seen very little up until this episode. So it's been and it's been nice things that matter are actually coming to a head. Agreed. But this is episode nine of ten. So they're supposed to be coming to a head. Right. So like all in all, I loved this episode. I loved watching it twice. I'll probably watch it again. It is. It was an exciting episode. It was. Yeah, I mean, from the jump, I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm with you. The Carius and, and the Cassidy storyline in this, and for all season, I've kind of been blah with. Mm-hmm. Um, if they pull some shit with that, I'm going to be kind of pissed off because, like. like I don't know. Like, like if that goes on into the in season four. Oh no way! I'm gonna be like, Acarius dies in the finale. He's got to. He has to. Well, the thing is, Acarius in the comic books lasted like one or two books. 
like that bitch showed up, that bitch was gone. Mm-hmm. Like I do not want him lasting another season in this. No, <clears throat> no, please don't. I it be, it's such a lukewarm story. I'm fucking done with it. Mm-hmm. So, but this episode as a whole, absolutely amazing. Fucking loved it. Cannot wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. Do you have so, any thoughts on MVP? I do. Do you want to talk about it? I do. That's why I brought it up. Okay. You know what? You know what? I think I don't know this for a fact, but if you go back and listen to our past episodes, I think I always answer this first. That's not true. That is true. I'm pretty damn sure. I'm 90% sure about that. Listeners, <laughs> go back. Listen. Tell me I'm lying. I will. Well, I know you're lying, but if you want me to go first, I'll go first. Go first. Um, I never thought I'd say this, and I kind of teased this at the beginning of our episode, but for me, it's just got to be Jesse. Um, this We've talked a lot of shit about Jesse, especially in episode or season two. I liked him for half of season one, at least. But this, the season, the, the Jesse that we were given in this episode... For the first time in three seasons, for me, felt like the Jesse that we got in the comics and the Jesse that we loved in the comics, the Jesse that deserves to be a sympathetic lead character of the show called the Preacher, (laughs) called Preacher. (laughs) Um, And it just like it was not only like the acting was great, the, the character. And I think this was starting as you kind of talked about in earlier episode we started to get jesse coming around to not being such a dick and it was kind of shown in his interactions with tulip um when he was not being such a dick to her at grandma's house and starting to come around and they were having more of a bonding thing i think that was starting to have jesse turn around to not just be a dick and i'm hoping that that continues and then this this episode particularly with his his, he's got his fight with the Allfather. He's got the fight slash struggle with Hair Star. He gets his voice back, and he just feels like the Jesse of the preacher that we know and love, and that I've been waiting for for so long. So I, and he was, and nobody else in this episode really was stand out to me, um, except for Jesse, and and I. I thought that maybe he would be the MVP of the finale, but for me, he turned out to be the MVP of this episode. So what do you think? I have to say, for all the reasons you just stated, I 100% agree. He's my he's my choice. To, to be honest, looking back on this episode, I the only person who comes close <clears throat> is Tulip. Mm-hmm. And that's only because Tulip's being Tulip. Mm-hmm. She comes up to, to break out of the bus. She comes up with three ideas to get out and they're all tulip ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I now granted they didn't work, but they're all tulip ideas. And I like that a lot, but I was ready to call this for Jesse before the opening credits. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and, and it's funny cause I, I, I thought I had that thought before the opening credits. And then I thought the rest of this episode needs to convince me that I'm wrong mm-hmm. and it didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> so no, I I'm with you. I'm not as reluctant to call Jesse the MVP as, as I think you are, but I was, I was reluctant, <clears throat> but after seeing the opening scene of this, I was, 
seriously, I went into this episode from the credits going, prove to me he's not the MVP. Right. And, and I was not proven. So he is the MVP this episode. I know you and I have been, you know, we've had our hangups. We've, you know, it, it's well documented. But I'm happy to say and, and uh, that it is Jesse. And I don't think that is a point that can be argued. No. And it, I think, it, well, part of the reason that we've had so many hangups is because this is the Jesse that we've been wanting for so long, right? Right. Exactly. This Every time we complain about Jesse, it's because he's not being this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then he, he's being our Jesse again, right? Like, this is absolutely amazing. Like, this is better than Jesse season one, which was good. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and in season one, you can kind of forgive him for not using the voice or his power or whatever the way you want, because he's still kind of experiencing what it is. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Jesse now knows what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And as soon as he gets it, uses it. Right. I no, he is, he is by far the MVP this episode. I challenge anyone, uh, time of the preacher podcast (laughs) at gmail.com explain to me why we're wrong, but our MVP is Jesse this episode. Absolutely. 100%. I can't argue with that. And I completely agree. Like like I said earlier, pre-title sequence with the whole thing with Allfather, I wrote down, is Jesse going to be MVP? <laughs> like, I, w- I was right there with you at the beginning of the show. It's like, holy shit. I already feel like he's the MVP just based on that opening scene. And my reluctance is was really only... It's just from not thinking that I never wanted him to be MVP, but that was because I was basing that on the Jesse that we have seen before. But I was so relieved to see this Jesse that I don't have a hesitation to name this Jesse that we saw the MVP. Absolutely not. I I am 100% behind that statement. This, <laughs> this, this is our Jesse. Yep. So um, I just have to say, Are you ready for some preacher trivia, my friend? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, I'm I'm glad you're ready. Um, <laughs> I it was hard for me to be ready because, to be completely honest, there's not a whole lot in this story to go on. Uh huh. Um, I do have three questions for you. All right. I had four, but you done fucked one up. Yes. <laughs> and I knew you would. It, it was my. It was like a light four. <laughs> because I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. It's a um, soft four. It was a soft four. If that's the way to put it, yes. Because <laughs> I was gonna ask you um, what the show title meant, and, and you mentioned it in the episode. Oh, okay. You uh, said it means dickhead, but actually the translation is penis head. So okay, fair enough. Not, not to be pedantic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm letting that one go. There are three questions though. I do have for you. Your titles are, what's in a name? A title I think I've used before, I but I'm using. Uh, but I'm using it again. What's in a name? I've almost used it before. <laughs> uh, the second one is, oh, what an ass. <laughs> and the third one is, Aaron Boy. Mm, I got to go with, oh, what an ass. <laughs> this is a fun one. <clears throat> okay. Oh, what an ass. <laughs> in this episode, we see that Jesse's soul shits out from the asshole of the All-Father. The asshole is a sphincter. Oh, Jesus. How, ma- how many sphincters are in the human body? Oh, Jesus Christ. 
five. <laughs> that is incorrect, sir. The answer is, of major muscles, there's over 50. But completely in the human body, it's incountable. There are so many. Because sphincters control capillaries for the, the veins and arteries in your, in your body. So there's an uncountable amount. We don't know. Jesus. But there are over 50 sphincter muscles that are muscles in the human body that we do know of. Fuck. All right. So that's... All right. That's one wrong. You're down to what there's is a, in the name and Aaron crowd boy. Pleaser. Uh, Aaron boy. Well, I didn't have much to go on, dude. You got to give it to me. <laughs> no, that was, no, that was a good question. That, I'm just saying. Okay. That was just, it's gross. It, it is gross. <laughs> okay. So for Aaron boy, ooh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you have unlocked the dipshit double. <laughs> I'm only doing this because you do it to me and I didn't have too much. It's fine. Okay. All right. Question, question one in the dipshit double. Okay. All right. Star was sent on an errand, which is why he wasn't there for most of the time. But when he comes back into the room after All Father has been killed, mm. right? He's carrying something. What? Uh, what? And where did All, All Father send Star to do? Uh. And this was said in the previous episode. It was. And it was even said on our podcast previous yes. episode. Absolutely. And you should know this. Mm. Uh, being being a person who has been to New Orleans, you should know this. I was only there for two hours. Yeah. In the train station. Uh, then you did not then you did not get a chance to enjoy this this particular part of New Orleans. I, I feel like it starts with an F sound. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna bomb this, and I'm gonna know it as soon as you say it. I want to. I got nothing, so I'm gonna say Frusian Glajan. <laughs> he was sent to get beignets. Beignets, of course, not an F sound at all. Right. From Café de Mont. All right. All okay. right. Now, have a, you don't have to be in New Orleans to understand, to know this. Café de Mont is famous for beignets. It, it, and if you're ever in New Orleans, if you have not been there, smack yourself in the face. <laughs> because you need to go to Café de Mont and you need to eat their beignets. Because it is amazing. Now, remind me, what is a beignet? <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's, it's like a donut. It's a, a fried piece of bread you there's square fried pieces of bread covered in powdered sugar it's it's very much like donuts mm -hmm. um they are delicious it sounds tasty the fact that you failed that one oh geez i wanted to say because of the popularity the the notoriety of cafe de mon that you might get the second part to this but i'm kind of worried for you now <laughs> the the dipshit double is Café de Mon is famous for two things, beignets and a particular type of coffee. Oh, what Jesus is it? Christ. I don't fucking know, so I'm just going to say cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> They're well known for beignets, 
and chicory coffee, which is a a southern coffee. Uh, It is delicious. And again, if you ever find yourself in New Orleans, hit up Café de Mon, get some beignets, enjoy a cup of chicory coffee. It's lovely. Did you have chicory coffee? Uh, Bitch, I order that yearly to my... I I get it online sent to my house because it's so delicious. (laughs) And and I get beignet mix sent to my house, too. Because when I can't go to New Orleans, I have it shipped in because it's delicious. (laughs) Good questions, and I failed them. All right, so that that leaves you, too. What's in a name? That's the last question we have for tonight. Let's do it. And the easiest one. So you are, like, 0 for 3. Here's your chance to redeem yourself. This is an easy. This is a softball pitch. Praise Jesus. In this episode, um, Death, what's her fucking name? Sydney. Sydney is challenged uh, by Tulip, and she says, "You don't know who I am." And she goes, "Oh, you're fucking Satan's bitch." She goes, "Yeah, but I'm known by." other names Mm. and she lists and she lists three of them what are they you know i was gonna write this down but i i didn't i know one of them asriel well it's israel israel fine i get that one i'll give you that yeah (laughs) i don't know the others man one starts with a b (laughs) close (laughs) i got i got nothing on this man She's known as. I don't even think she says three clearly, does she? She does. All right. Well, she's using like some weird fucking devil voice. It is the devil. One of them is death. I think she just says angel of death, right? Angel of death in Israel. Israel. Yeah, and I don't know the third because I didn't understand it when she said it. Is Abaddon. Okay. I am known as Abaddon, Israel, and the angel of death. Abaddon, I've never heard before. Yeah. Well, there you go. And that's why you fail this week's Preacher Trivia. You're 0 for 4, my friend. I can guarantee, not only because I did so poorly, but I can guarantee that some listeners did a lot better than me. I hope so. And that's not just because I failed it so badly. But those those were knowable questions. Yes, and I have to say, I'm very, I, and to toot my own horn, I am very proud of myself because, to be honest, I've watched this twice and I've watched sections of it three or four times and I still couldn't come up with questions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so those are what I was left with. And I honestly was not feeling they were very powerful. <laughs> so I'm very happy that I at least got that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Since. Uh, your question about Sydney made me wonder. What do you think of the Sydney character? I'm a fan, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, my only hangup with Sydney is, and two calls her out on this. Why are you such a Satan's bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, from my understanding of the Angel of Death, uh, you're your own thing, right? Like, you have your own duties and your own job. Why are you in his fucking lap? Mm-hmm. Like, like from what I know of the angel of death, that's a position on par with Satan, right? So why are you Satan's little bitch boy? Like, uh, like uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, but here's, I have to say I'm biased. I'm a huge fan of the character death. Um, it began with my Sandman ratings 
uh, I love Death in the Sandman, uh, who is who is Dream's sister, and Death is a woman, which is I that, Sandman's death is my favorite death. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I read Discworld, and I love Death's portrayal in the Discworld. Um, anytime the character Death is portrayed, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I I just love it because Death is not judgmental. Like death doesn't judge you. Death just shows up when you die, mm-hmm. right? How you died, when you died, it, death doesn't cause your death. Death, when you die, death ferries you. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, death is is not. It, it's it's best portrayed in the Sandman comic books, um, but death is not an evil character. Death is often portrayed and feared uh, because of what it re- what death represents. Right. But but death itself should not be feared. Death is not a uh, death doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. Death doesn't judge you. Right. You you die and you get judged whether you go to heaven or hell. Death has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Death's job is to grab your soul and ferry you across to the other land. Mm-hmm. So to personally for me, I'm biased. I like death. I think death is an amazing character in many literature outs um i liked in preacher in the comic book that satan was killed death was killed and the saint of killer or uh, satan made saint of killers death killed death and then death satan of killers turned and killed satan (laughs) i loved that and i loved the idea that the saint of killers is death Mm -hmm. right with his with his with instead of death with a scythe it's death with six guns, right? I, I loved that in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge fan of death as a character. Um, so no, I so no, I'm a fan of Sydney's. Um, I don't understand why she's such a a, a cow tower to Satan. Right. Agreed. Like death, death, death should be equally as close to Satan as he is to God. Mm-hmm. Right. Because death is non-judgmental. Death. That doesn't care how you ended up dying or what you did in your life or where you're going in your afterlife. That doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Right? Death has a job. Um, and I, so I don't understand why death is so, you know, kowtowing to fucking Satan. I don't get it. Um, in the comic, in preacher comic books, uh, this doesn't happen. Death, you get introduced to death and death fucking dies and become, and the Saint of Killers is death. Mm-hmm. Right, like that happens that quick. So this is unique to the TV show. Um, and death is judgmental in this show because death says, "I don't like you, to Tulip." So, well, death can like or not like you, but like death doesn't judge you. You're going to hell. You're going to heaven. Right, right. That's not just death. Could. Death is a, a, a sentient being. Death could just plain not like you, but but death doesn't get to decide what happens to you, mm-hmm. right? Death has a job, right? And to be honest, it's a shit job. So I don't know. Like like I said, I'm a fan of death as a character. I like Sydney in this. I like what she's doing. I don't understand why she's kowtowing to the fucking Satan. Mm-hmm. There might there may be a reason for that. I don't know. Um, but no, in I have to say this. In general, I'm a fan of death. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I like the character a lot. I wish we would see more, and I am wondering the same thing, why Death is uh, Satan's bitch. And also, I, I think I'd mentioned in an earlier episode, I was wondering if if Death was trapped in Satan's like office lair unless he sent her on a mission uh, because of the way that she was just waiting for him to walk in that one time. It was just kind of weird. Seems like a prisoner of sorts. So, yeah, I'm kind of wondering what's going on there, too. But I do like the character, and I kind of want to see more. I don't know if we will for much longer. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know if we will much longer. <laughs> and and I'm with you. It's like death does seem to be trapped. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because cause if, if in this TV series death is the straight-up death that we know, then it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, unless death has been trapped. Right. Um, but vampires in this TV series don't make sense as far as vampires go. Right. So who knows? Um, but yeah, there you go. So do you want to talk some predictions on the final episode? You know, I've, I've been thinking about this and I don't even know. Like, I here's what I want. I want Jesse to walk back into that house, have TC fuck Gran in the ass until they're both dead. <laughs> when Jody gets back, I want I want preacher to fight Jody fist to fist, man to man, until either a Jess beats him to a bloody dead pulp or B preachers losing. And then I just want him to stand up and say, shoot yourself in the fucking head and kill Jody. Um, and then I want him to take all them souls and he can use them for himself. Um, that's not much of a cliffhanger though. Use them for what though? Fuck. If I know (laughs) collateral, Right. I mean, here's the thing is, is we have lost sight in this in this season. This the comic book, the TV show. This is a search for God. In this season, we have lost the fact that we're searching for God. Mm -hmm. We haven't looked for him at all this episode, this season. Maybe that's the cliffhanger. Right? Maybe it's like, okay, we killed everybody. We got no you know, infringements now. Let's go find God. Um, Jesse and Cassidy got some fucking healing to do in their relationship. Uh, that might be nice to see in this next episode. Um, but here's the thing is, like I, I said it before, the, the, the Icarus vampire Cassidy thing may not be wrapped up and maybe that's what we hang on. Because Icarus is pretty powerful. And if there's more to him than, than we know, the, oh, it'll buy me time to go find collect this thing. Hmm. If there's more to carry to Icarus than we know, that might continue on. Um, if Grandma's got something up her sleeve, that might continue on. Um, there's, there's a couple things I can see being cliffhangers right now. 
What I want to see is Jesse lay down the law on Grandma and TC and Jody and have them fucking out and done with. Because in the comic book, he deals, boom, he blows that shit up. They're all fucking dead. We move the fuck on. Right? And I'd kind of like to see that. Like, we're done with Grandma. Yeah. Dead, done, we're gone. Next. Um, the vampire thing in the comic book actually comes and goes a couple times. So that, that that's kind of part of a story that isn't necessarily wrapped up real quick. So I can kind of see that maybe moving on. I'd be sad to see that because the lead into it that we've gotten has been so, like, blah. Mm-hmm. But I could see that being blah, blah, something. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, and then at the end of the day too, there's the Grail. Right. Star has Star's going to do something, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have Humperdoo and he doesn't have uh, Jesse and whatever. But Star is essentially the head of the Grail now, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to do something. So that could be something to be led on. Right. Um, I but prediction wise, nothing. I have no prediction. I don't know. There's too many things that I there's too many directions I can see us going. Um, what would make my heart happy is to see Jess annihilate Icarius, Grandma, TC, Jody, all of them. Get our group back together, get us back together strong, um, and maybe then have the Grail go do some shit, and they're gonna or they're gonna go find God. And maybe they maybe the idea is they have to find God before the Grail does, mm-hmm. right? That would be kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we need to end this on a high note, and I think that's what it would be: is Jesse laying fucking waste to the people who've been fucking with him all season, right? That that I would like to see. Um, your your ideas? Well, you got predi- you got predictions? Well, for starters, I am I'm a little bummed that we that I was wrong about. Because I remember I had predicted that um, the Grail would get a hold of Cassidy. They would hold him at the island, uh, Grail headquarters, and we would get that big finale of, you know, Saint of Killers would take Eugene and Hitler back to hell. He'd get his guns and then he'd come for Preacher at Grail headquarters. But but that makes sense. And we'd have this big shootout with whole all of Grail attacking him, like we kind of do in the comics. So right. I'm a little bummed that we're not getting that kind of finale um yeah and here's the thing is that that is directly from the comic book mm-hmm. and would have been awesome and doable in the in the tv series mm-hmm. like when you mentioned that i was like oh shit i bet that's what they're doing like i honestly thought you hit that on the head right like that's what they're gonna do um i'm sad that that didn't happen as well like because that would be a badass right way to do this season <clears throat> Now, my wild prediction that I mentioned earlier, I teased, um, we were because t- we were talking about cliffhangers, and like you, I have no idea, and I think I asked this maybe a few episodes ago, like, what is going to be the big twist or cliffhanger at the end of this, and I don't think either of us had, we neither of us had anything. I'm just going to throw a wild one out there. I'm not even sure I necessarily believe it, but I'm going to throw it out. Just to just to plant a stake, just to plant a flag in something. Alright. I my wild random prediction will be that the cliffhanger will be Jesse goes to hell. 
And this, they, they could be, it could be, you know, in relation to, you know, Grandma, as we mentioned earlier, is smug when she says Jesse's coming back to kill her. And I think that is because she knows that she made some deal with the devil where he's going to get Genesis um, and she gets something that she wants. And I think, you know, I, I do wonder if uh, the devil will be waiting for him at Grandma's house hanging out there with grandma when he walks in um and either there's a battle or a fight or something where jesse gets trapped in hell or has to go to hell somehow um and because cassidy is not there and tulip's not there i have to assume that it's just by himself um but i don't know and i mean we do we do know that jesse based on promo images that Jesse is going to get a showdown with <clears throat> Jody. Thank God. Finally, I think that I think and hope that he does fight and defeat, even kill Jody. I'm not sure if TC will die because we haven't been shown TC to be a bad guy necessarily. Um, other than Satan saying "Go fuck a duck" or whatever it is, you yeah, but he's not like. a even really a bad guy. He's he's very sympathetic in the show, DC. right? He's, he's well, likable. Well, it's funny because in the comic book, it does come down to Jody and and Jess fighting, mm-hmm. and Jess has the voice, right? He can use it, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good character arc. I think that's a good character story that they fight it out without just using the voice. Right. And he's I do got to beat him for real. He's got to beat it. Yeah. Because it's a personal thing. I got to beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that happening here. Um, but like I said, I just, my heart wants to see him lay waste to everything. Me too. And I'm still not sure at this point, because of the deal that grandma made with the devil, I'm not entirely sure she dies at the end of the finale. I mean, I want her to. I want her to. If I had to, if I had to place a bet, I would say she does. But I'm not entirely confident that she does die. Well, no. Between her deal with the devil and all the souls that were just brought back for her, uh-huh. I'm not confident she does either. Yeah. I don't. I, I honestly don't think she does. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I think that's a, a poor choice. I think that should not be how this ends but i think that's where they're kind of headed mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm not happy about that like she grandma should grandma was a blip in the comic book she was evil and blah 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 and she was scary and we dealt with her in an episode or two an issue or two and then she was fucking dead and i think that's how it should be handled in the series but we're way divorced from that so i know i'm with you i think i I wish grandma would just fuck off, but there's all these <laughs> souls. There's all these souls that just came back. Well, yeah, they're going to as... do something with them. Right. Exactly. And as soon as Jody gets back, grandma gets those. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to be worried about Jesse coming to kill her. Even knowing that Jesse has Genesis. Uh, to... So no, I, I would love to see grandma just, I would love to see her in a wheelchair explode and shoot through the roof. Like she does in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I no. do think, I do think, she's going to be in season four, even if it's just an episode or two in the in the jump. 
I do think grandma's going to make it to season four. I am mm-hmm. not happy about that. <laughs> um, but there you go. I mean, it's, it's, it really comes down to look last episode is, is next Sunday. We're going to, we're going to find out. Can you believe we made it through the whole season with grandma, the grandma storyline? No. And, and I said this before. I, I, I thought grandma's was two, three episodes tops. Right. Because I was basing my knowledge off of the comic books. Um, grandma's been a whole fucking season. <laughs> she might be a season plus uh, the way th- shit's looking now. So, no, no, I no, I was absolutely wrong. In, in calling this. Um, I, we spent a lot of time on the Icarus story, which has been kind of bland. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time on the, on the Grail story, which has been up and down, but mostly bland. Even, even the, the, the Catholics coming to attack the vampires, that was kind of like blah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right, because that kind of like happened and then was dissolved pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, like so. Like there's been nothing like eh of weight except for the grandma story. Right, right. And 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 Miss um uh the other witch, the other uh Madam Madam Boyd. Yeah. Right. There was the Madam Boyd and the grandma story, and that shit happened, and then that got resolved. And now the main weight of this has been on grandma, and which is so divorced from the comic books that I, I can't even make predictions anymore. Like I, I want to be done with the grammar story. I did not think we would make a whole fucking season out of mm-hmm. it. And I definitely don't want to see it go into season four. Right. Um, but it's looking that way. So, you know, we'll see another prediction. Quite, I know, I know we're running long, but fuck it. It's the one before the goddamn finale. So it's our last chance to make predictions for a while. <laughs> um, We've talked about the love potion. And before we had had asked about halfway through the season, who is he going to use the love potion on? You said Featherstone, which made sense at the time. I took a wild, uh, just to be contrarian, guess and said Hairstar. I think think it's safe to say neither of those is going to happen. Assuming he uses the love potion in the finale, who do you think he's going to use it on? At this point, the only the only thing that makes sense is Acarius, mm-hmm. who already loves him. So I, I don't I don't understand the the benefit of that. I guess, right. um, but like but like a blinding love, w- could help him. Right. Um, Tori doesn't want to kill him. Right. Right. So which Acarius has been slow to to move on Cassidy to kill him anyway because Acarius wants Cassidy. He wants a friend. He wants a comrade who who who's lived who understands him right and he was hoping for that with cassidy he's not getting it right um maybe the love potion could get could bridge that gap i don't that's the only thing i can think of to say it's going to be i don't really think that's what it's going to be to be honest i think uh the showrunner and and the writers and whatever have forgotten about it i hope not because i have or maybe they're putting (laughs) it in their back pocket for next season but um, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be used this season. I don't see anywhere in this season it can be used. I'll be kind of disappointed if it doesn't get used because they made it a, a deal out of it. It appeared that whole thing appeared in two different episodes. One where she was talking about it to him, Grandma was, 
And another where he actually follows through with it and gets it. Oh, and another one where he almost, he thinks about using it on Tulip and decides against it. So that's three. So I'll be disappointed if it doesn't actually, nothing happens with it this season. It's like a loaded gun. You know, they say if you see a gun at the beginning of a story, it's going to go off at some point. I think it's the same thing with this. So I would like to see it get used. I think Acarius is probably a good bet. Um, especially because, I mean, I would say somebody like, I don't know, Grandma or somebody, but he's nowhere near any of them. I mean, well, he's in New Orleans still, so he could make it back, I suppose, if he kills get, or gets rid of Acarius or escapes at the beginning of the episode. He could make it there to have some kind of effect. But, my, but, but here's the thing is, Acarius and Grandma... Both of those people I could see resisting it, hmm. like having the power to resist it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it gets used this season, if at all. And if it does get used, I think it's next season. Hmm. I mean, he's not using it on Tulip, obviously. Um, Acarius, Acarius already loves him. Acarius already wants him to be on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not going very well. Um, Grandma's a witch and shady as fuck. TC and Jody doesn't make sense to use it on. Um, there's no one it makes sense to use on right now. So I, I, I thought think for it, a moment he might use it on Mrs. Rosen in the previous episode, but that that might help him in his current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think his suggestion to call those other people is going to do what he needs it to do. Right. Um, so I, I don't see an advantage to using it this season. Uh, I think it might, that's going to be held over to next season. Hmm. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this episode's kind of long. You got yeah. anything left, left to say? I think that's it, man. Well, then before we go, I would like to all, to, to mention once again, uh, uh, blah, 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 time of the preacher podcast at gmail.com is how you reach us on email. You can reach us on Twitter at, at time of preacher. That's where we're most active. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash time of the preacher. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any fan theories. Uh, let us know if we're fucking idiots. Love to hear it. Um, and as always, if you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe. Um, and leave a comment for us on iTunes or wherever you get the show from. That really helps us re- reach other listeners. Um, we, we have no sponsors and we don't do this for profit. We have no commercials or anything in us. We just do this for fun. So it would really mean a lot to us if you liked and subscribed and left us a comment. Um, I'm done with that. I'm done with the episode. Thomas, take us out. Amen to that, brother. And uh, so, yeah, the next, obviously, we got the finale coming up. And so we'll do a show about that. We'll also, as is our tradition, we'll do a wrap-up episode after that. I can't believe we're already almost there. Uh, we'll do a wrap-up episode. It's been so fast. I know. Wrap-up episodes are our favorite, so that'll be super fun. We'll talk about the season and what could possibly come in the next season. We'll ask each other some fun questions about uh, the characters this season, the storylines, and all that stuff. Um, But join us next time, where hopefully uh, we are in store for the finale of a lifetime of The Preacher. Pains us to do this. But there's no worse offense than to betray your own kind. 
It's time. Kevin the Drapes. Well, that's embarrassing. Should we move him into the light? No. We'll let the sun come to him.